Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ayers on the Road. Richard Ayer here and Linda Ayer here. And we have just returned from Hawaii. It was an interesting week because it, it rained a lot in Hawaii and it actually snowed on Haleakala. We were on Maui and there was that that mountain was snow capped. It was amazing. Well, it's a ten thousand foot mountain and, and the the residents there, people who've been there a long time said they'd never seen that much snow on Haleakala. Now, over on the big island on Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa, they get lots of snow. They can go skiing. You can go skiing. Really? You can go that. skiing in the morning and go surfing in the afternoon on the big island. Isn't oh, that awesome? But hey, wait. But we then, we saw we we were in uh, eighty degree sun in the morning and and four feet of snow in Park City in the evening, but we had to fly for six hours to do it. Right, wow! When we got home, we could not believe the amount of snow. We we're up in Park City, and there was literally two feet of snow in our driveway. We had to two um, feet. There was four wow. feet. Well, by four the time you got done, snow. there were six. Six feet on each side of my driveway. It was absolutely amazing. We've had a lot of snow out here. I don't know where you are. You could be anywhere in the world, but just know that there's plenty of snow in Utah. Now, Linda, get this. How's this for a segue? Just as the weather is turbulent, sometimes life within our families is turbulent and stormy because children have a tendency not to want to accept responsibility, and parents have a tendency not to give responsibility, but rather to try to make life easy for their children. You know, it is really an interesting question. We have a daughter who last week um, was frustrated because she feels like they were giving that one particular daughter um, a lot of advantages and so on, but she um, was not coming through with something. She's a great girl. We shouldn't say anything, but she's just worried about one particular incident. And she's saying, "How do I? How do I make my kids struggle?" I think a lot of parents worry about that. Yeah, I do too. I mean, you know, we often say kids have an entitlement attitude, and and we talk we've talked a lot about that on the show. But this is a little different twist on it. This is parents waking up to the fact that they're making life too easy for their kids. They're not allowing them to struggle. In some cases, they're not allowing them to make choices. They're not allowing them <clears throat> enough agency or freedom to really decide things. They're not allowing their kids to fail. And that sounds, you know, like a pretty normal parental hope is I hope my kids don't fail. But when we protect our kids from every failure, from every possibility of biting off more than they can chew or, or doing something that they're not up to and realizing that they can't do it and learning life's lessons by both their successes and their failure, are we really doing kids a failure? I don't, are, we, are we really doing them a favor? I don't think so. It really is uh, something that I think all parents are concerned about right now. We do, I mean, I come from a gener generation of, of parents and grandparents who were farmers all the way along and uh, they actually had children so they could have help with the farm because there was so much to do. Those kids were not entitled but in our society today if we're not careful our kids can become incredibly privileged and entitled and 
and that's and we're harming them. I mean, the old cliche: you give your kids more by giving them less. It really makes some sense. Well, you know, uh, one of our moms said that she um, that she got really mad one day because she got up and got lunches for all the kids and and they just grabbed their lunch and ran out the door and no thanks no you know just expected and she sort of dawned on her my kids are really they're they're not you know they don't have the attitude of gratitude that's the thing when kids are not when they don't struggle when they don't have an opportunity to fail when they are entitled one of the things that robs them of is gratitude Right, exactly. And, well, so she just put her foot down and said, Okay, tomorrow, um, I'm staying in bed. You I'm guys, going on strike. You do whatever <laughs> you want. I mean, you know, if you want lunch, you've got to get it yourself and get yourself to school and so on. Did that wake them up? And uh, it was kind of surprising to her because they did just fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they just got up and got themselves ready. It's just that, you know, you're, we're so used to giving so what does that tell us, that we're the problem? It kind of we're is. We're the problem. Parents are the problem in this. And in some ways, it's harder than it was in a, in a more rural farm area. Well, it's definitely harder because there's, there are things all around. There are ways for um, us to entitle our kids. And usually when we talk about that, we talk about giving them stuff, you know, giving them... Um, clothes and trips and things that we really love to give them but um, this is more about giving them responsibility because it is so easy to in fact it's easier to do it yourself so think about let's let's be a little academic here for a minute think about responsibility and how it comes to children as they grow up or how it should come to them and who they're responsible to Little children, babies and, and young toddlers and, and little preschoolers are essentially responsible to their parents. And, and we call that obedience. That's a form of responsibility, a, a small child obeying a parent. Then as they get a little older, hopefully they become responsible to society. They start learning about rules. They start learning about laws. They start learning about um, morality and so on and they begin to be a responsible little member of society then hopefully as they get a little older become adolescents and so on they become responsible to themselves and we call that discipline being able to discipline yourself and control your temper and your your habits and what you do and then finally as they get hopefully well they're still in our homes and they're they're adolescents and teenagers Hopefully we teach them to be responsible to other people by becoming, by charity and learning service and, and learning that they, you know, they have some responsibility to everyone because we all live together on this planet and so on. And they become responsible to the environment and so on. So responsibility is a big word, right, Linda? And it covers a lot of things. But but the parents we seem to again one of our one of the values of ours on the road one one value we hope to be to you who are listeners is that we've spent our whole lifetime being with parents speaking to parents discussing things with, with parents observing parents and I think it's fair to say that the the parents who seem to be doing the best as parents in raising their kids and we all have problems and we all have different issues and so on. But, but as a general statement, the parents who are aware of 
teaching responsibility to their children in all these different forms that who sort of have that as a goal in their minds they're the most successful parents and their kids by and large are the most successful kids because kids who grow up with responsibility who have tasks around the home who who know that they're supposed to do certain things and who are responsible for their own behavior those are the kids who have the best chance in life and frankly the name of the show today is is how how responsibility protects our kids and you know we get that a lot parents say how how do i protect my kids i'm so worried about them i don't know what'll happen they live in a difficult world and you know you can sort of protect them by just being around them and keeping them from danger but ultimately the only way to protect kids as they grow and and eventually leave the home is to to make them responsible if they're responsible they have a shield of protection. Well, I wouldn't say the only way, but it is one of the really big ways of doing that. And we have actually not talked about the specifics of this for a while because um, for us, that involved having kids earn their own money um, through doing specific things. And we'll talk more about that in the in the second half. But it really, there are so many ways that you can give your kids responsibility that you're just missing right now because it's just so easy to do it yourself. And the reason I mentioned these these two large speeches that we're giving in Las Vegas uh, in, in the fairly immediate future, by the way, if you live in Las Vegas, I think, I think they're on the 7th and the 8th of March, but the reason it's on my mind is that we, one of the earliest books we wrote on parenting uh, is a book called Teaching Children Responsibility, and we wrote it when we were in the thick of it, Linda. We wrote it when all of our kids were at home. We wrote it when all, you know, we were struggling with this whole issue of how much do we let them struggle? How much do we let them fail? How do we give them responsibility and so on? And part of it was out of necessity because truly we were in the trenches. We were in the trenches, but what I was gonna say is we've got, we actually interestingly have a bunch of those books teaching children responsibility because it's a book that went through multiple printings and when a new publisher bought the book and began um, to print it in in larger quantities and with a different cover and so on we sort of inherited a lot of the books from the first and second edition and so we're bringing them we're shipping them to Las Vegas and we're going to give everyone that comes everyone's going to get a free book and it's exactly the same book as the current book but but an earlier edition and we love that, but that's why it's on my mind is we just send off crates of those books teaching children responsibility. And it's made me think again about how that really is sort of the crux of parenting, if you think about it. I mean, you know, what are we trying to get our kids to be responsible for in our home? Well, first of all, you know, we just think of their things. Pick up your toys, you know, be responsible for those things. Then we try to make them responsible for simple tasks you know, for the jobs we give them and so on. Then we hope they grow into responsibility for their actions, really taking responsibility for what they do and so on. And then that leads to the bigger things of being responsible for their their younger siblings or for their choices or for their character or for the other people around them who need things. I mean, it's it's almost like too big a word, responsibility. It's sort of almost encompasses everything we want for our children. We are, and and when when we have these problems of how do I 
help my child to struggle. Now that sounds like a weird yeah, goal, right. but how to struggle with struggle? How are you struggling with how to get them to struggle? Um, there, we do have to think really carefully in our world today. Um, my parents would just un- be incredulous. They'd laugh that that would, was a problem now, but mm-hmm. it is it is a huge problem and getting bigger. And of course, in our culture, we. Um, we have children raising children in other countries and so many sad things. But for us, it is really a huge problem. So I want you to think about that, you listeners. And we're going to go to a little break here in about another minute. And while we're on the break, just think a little about your situation. And by the way, this is, this is not exclusively for parents that have little children in their home. Even if you're an empty nest parent, it bears it bears fruit to think about how responsible are your adult children but especially the little ones and and i you know i'm going to make this one statement and have you comment on linda and then we'll go to the break um uh, you know the the first one i made er earlier we give our kids more by giving them less but how about this one in western society today we give license and responsibility too, excuse me, we give license too early and responsibility too late. In other words, we let kids do all this stuff as though they were older than they really are, but we don't give them responsibility early enough. The earlier, the better. Good thought to go forward. Um, Hang on, we'll be right back to talk about that. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back today talking about giving kids responsibility. This big word, this big R word, it's so important for parents and families. In fact, Linda, remember when we, <laughs> the thing of the word R, we used to have dinner time meetings and we've advocated this to a lot of other parents that you got to teach the other three R's in your family. You know, let the schools teach reading, writing, and arithmetic. But in your home, you better teach the other three R's. And we always define those as, you guessed it, responsibility, relationships, and right brain learning. This sort of creative side, the other three R's. We actually um, would sit around and on certain days of the week, we'd say, okay, today we're doing speeches. And we would explain to the kids a good speech. This is at the dinner table. At the dinner table, a good speech starts with something to catch your interest. And then you tell them what you get to tell them, and then you wrap it up at the end with a little fireworks. Well, that doesn't sound easy, but it was pretty funny that by the time the kids left home, they kind of knew how to do that. But the well, problem was it was only one minute. Well, we and, one minute. but the topics we would assign them usually had to do with one of the other three R's, responsibility, relationships, or it was sort of the third R, right brain learning, or, being creative enough to give this little speech. Or something totally unrelated like <clears throat> doorknobs. Yeah. I mean, probably that was Well, that was the speech. creativity yeah. part. That was the right brain learning part. Right. But I just was reminded of that because R, this R word, this responsibility word, I bet if you could poll all the parents in the world and say, if you, if you had a magic wand and could wave it over your kids and give them one gift, what would it be? I, I think a leading contender would be, I would, I'd give them responsibility. I'd give them 
the acceptance of responsibility. I want my kids to be responsible for their own grades, for their own homework, for their own tasks around the house, for their own friendships, for their own sibling rivalries and so on. It's, it's the whole idea of parenting is almost encapsulated in the idea of transferring responsibility from you, the parent, to the children. And that bears a lot of thought. We should all be thinking about that as parents. How do I give more responsibility? It's a gift. That's another way to think of it. The gift of responsibility. I'm going to give you responsibility, real responsibility, and that's going to make you into a, a, a mature person. And you're probably doing that more than you realize. You just haven't identified that's what you're doing because... You know, parents are wonderful. They want their kids to be responsible with homework and with the things that need to be done in the house and so on and so on. They're all really good at that, but it's maybe you haven't considered that as, I am really teaching my child responsibility. And there's so many great parents out there. We really have to say hats off because it's a, it's a new world and it's a difficult world out there. But it really is so important to think back on what am I doing to make my children responsible. And, and we can recognize the extremes on either end, Linda, but it's, it's the middle area where most of us are that we have to think about it and work on it. I mean, let me illustrate. You, you know, if you, if you imagine a family where um, the kids just come and go as they please, they do whatever they want, the parents do everything for them, they feed them, they give them money, they hand them allowances, they they give them a car when they're old enough to drive, they send them out to do, you know, whatever they want to do. And the parents sort of think of themselves as full-service hotels. And we all see a little of that, and we know that's extreme. And once in a while, you'll see the other extreme, where parents are loading up their kids with so much responsibility that the kid is just basically smothered, and he doesn't have any freedom or any any choice in, in matters. But somewhere in the middle, there's this wonderful balance where you as a parent are, are basically saying, you know, in, in your own mind, my job is to gradually but steadily and, and, you know, effectively transfer responsibility to this child so that, you know, he first learns to put away his toys and then he learns to do certain tasks and then he starts taking responsibility for his actions and learns how to repent when he's harmed someone else and so on. It's a progressive sort of wonderful thing. And, and you know, our, um, I remember back when we were struggling with this and we were writing this book, <clears throat> we actually broke down responsibility into 12 areas because there were 12 months in the year and we wanted a parent to have an idea to work on each month. So one was responsibility for things, one was responsibility for actions, one was responsibility for smaller children, responsibility for choices, and you know, you focus on those things. And I guess my point is, kids don't learn responsibility in a vacuum. They don't learn it just by sort of studying it or learning theories. They learn it by having responsibility. And so ask yourself as a parent, what responsibility are you giving your children right now? And, and, what, and what more responsibility could you give them? And here's one other thought quickly. The kids, the, 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 we, we, this book, when it was originally written, this Teaching Children Responsibility, was for, we said, the target age, the sort of epicenter of who we're going for is children, parents of children who from about eight years old to about... 13 or 14 years old, maybe even a little younger, maybe 8 to 12. 
That's a magic age, Linda, because that's a time, here's the key, kids in that age group are flattered by responsibility. This yeah, is like a compliment do. to them. You yeah. can do this, son or daughter. And they're like, I can? I'm complimented, you know? Yeah, it's, it was, it's fun to remember that. Those, there are magic ages like that, and I think that, that is the package that is magic. But also, I, I think we have to be careful when we have several children that we don't load too much responsibility on an oldest child. Yeah, um, yeah that's And good those point. oldest children are more responsible. There's, I mean, and then you think about the babies, you know, the youngest kids. We just were with this family and... <laughs> Um, in Hawaii, and the oldest child is the most responsible. I mean, this doesn't always work, but she is incredible. She's a swimmer. The youngest and, one's a little spoiled. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, well, this oldest child is so driven. She's just so driven to get to be better at swimming. She just um, won second place in the, in the Hawaiian, um, what do they call it, championships. The state championship. State championship. Yeah. And uh, but she was so disappointed that she didn't do just a little bit better. But then their youngest child is just wonky. I mean, he's <laughs> he's, he's talking really a thousand miles a minute. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I'm sure that he'll be very responsible as he grows up. Well, but, that they'll give him responsibility, and but, he'll he'll grow into it. You the know. place in the family does make a difference. In, well, and the age. And again, yeah. I mean, we, we in our church, and many of you share this religion who are listening today, we, 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 we have a name for it. Eight, age eight, the age of accountability. The time, and it really is when you think about it, it's a little different for different kids. It's kind of a sliding scale, but essentially in roughly that period of time is when kids are becoming capable of accepting responsibility for their own actions. And so we think of it as the time when they can be baptized, the time when they can begin to, you know, make more of their own decisions and choices. And and that the beautiful thing about that little period is it does continue for three or four years. And before kids get to the more cynical adolescent teenage years, and it's that, that wonderful window of time. So any of you who are listening who are parents or grandparents of kids in that age category, like roughly 8 to 12 or 13, wow, that's the time to really go for it on responsibility, giving them responsibility for more and more things and using it as a way to flatter them and compliment them. And you we really thought that that was the time when kids started earning their own money. And we sat down with them um, when they turned eight and said, now it's time for you to take responsibility and we're going to give you some jobs to do and you can earn money for no doing more allowances. Jobs. No more, no more because allowances. Because allowance is kind of a, it's kind of a entitlement term. Somebody just hands you money. We're not going to do that anymore. You, we, didn't, we didn't actually say it like that. But it's, it's interesting, Linda. We said basically it was like you're getting promoted. Right. You're not a that kid anymore who just needs a handout. You you can actually do part of the things that need to be done around the home and actually get paid. You're you're part of the management of this family now. Yeah, it was fun to see them, their eyes light up and take some responsibility for the things they wanted. And uh, we've, uh, we've advocated this for a long time and different parents do it differently. Of course, we didn't have them pay for their own music lessons and you know school fees and all that. It was still cost a lot of money, but for the I wants... And, uh, you know, the, whether it's a little game or whether it's a toy or uh, as the kids got older, we had them buy their own clothes. And 
um, you might again think, think of the responsibility but... of it making choices can you afford this can you is this something you need can you get a better deal on this a lot of responsibility is is taught through money and imagine imagine a typical eight-year-old I mean this is not a this is kind of a no-brainer to think how well this would work with a kid that age you, you sit you sit him down and you say hey you know you're we're so proud of you and you're growing and you're so <coughs> you're so bright and guess what you can now begin to have these responsibilities you can take care of this part of the house you can do this and when the week ends instead of a um, an allowance or a handout you're going to get paid and you can have an account in this family bank where you can uh, for us we music was important and we uh, we actually paid them to practice and we actually paid them double if they got a certain number of points um, for five days a week I know a lot of you have star charts and things that you do with your kids um, and but it, it is important to make them feel that what they have they earned and that they are really into this uh, responsibility thing. Well, the difference between, you know, here's $20. Now, that's your $20 because I just gave it to you. That's and your allowance. The difference yeah. between that and a child who's remembered to do certain things and Saturday's come and now he got paid for doing those tasks. That The second child, that's he really perceives ownership. I earned this money. It is mine. Now, if he goes, take, let's follow those same two kids. They go down and buy a toy with their money. The one who was given the money probably doesn't value the toy very much. He might break it. He might throw it away. He might get tired of it. The kid who bought it with the money he earned perceives real ownership. He's going to take care of that. Or more importantly, if it's their clothes, you bought a shirt with the money he earned, he's going to hang that shirt up. He's going to take care of it. The kid who just bought it with or didn't buy it at all, it was given to him, he throws it on the floor and kicks it under the bed. Well, I hope we remembered it. I mentioned this again at the end of the show, but if you if we don't, we have um, a website that can show you. So the way we did it, you can adapt it the way you'd like to do it with your family, but if you go to valuesparenting.com, um, there is a click that you can go to that has a family. On teaching economy. children responsibility in an economy. Right. But, you know, that I'm glad you mentioned that, Linda, because I, I always feel like we should give more credit to BYU Radio and the fact that you don't want to listen to things on the air and you can replay them as podcasts. And we get so many people now saying, you know, I, I just have a pod. Ayers on the Road is a podcast. I can get it on any podcast app. I can listen to it whenever I want. But in addition to that, the website, don't forget about BYURadio.com because you can go there and click on our show, Ours on the Road, and it'll give you all these links. It'll give you a link to Values Parenting. It'll give you a link to podcasts and articles that go deeper. For example, today, uh, there's two articles that um, will expand what we're talking about in giving responsibility. So we, we're hoping a lot of you listeners who, especially you who listen regularly on a podcast or to the live broadcast, we're hoping that it's just the tip of the iceberg and that you know there's resources and more detail on every single thing we talk about on the websites that are listed right there by our show on BYURadio.org. 
Well, and in, in, in the long term, it's fun to know now that our kids are all grown up how they have accepted this. Some have done it exactly the same. Some have changed it a lot. And so it's fun and perspective to see. We had a good start. What happens to And them. you'll do it your way because it's your family. But have a great week and we'll see you next time on... Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye.